Hi, this is Dennis Litley from AskChefDennis.com, and you are listening to Eat Blog Talk Podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hey, food bloggers, welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta. Today, Chef Dennis and I are going to have a conversation about using SEO to improve your blog posts. Chef Dennis is a food blogger, chef, social media enthusiast, and travel blogger. He loves sharing his restaurant-style recipes and helps his friends find the joy of cooking. Chef Dennis, it is such an honor to have you back on Eat Blog Talk for the second time, so welcome. Well, thank you, Megan. I am so excited to be back again. We had such a great talk last time I was on, and I'm looking forward to this one. Yes, same. And I got such great feedback about that episode. By the way, I don't know if I ever shared that with you, but so many people love you and love everything you share. So I'm always grateful to talk to you. And we are going to ask you for a second fun fact. I know I did that the first time around, but what do you have for us this time? Well, this is actually a fun fact relating to a recipe I just created for for a brand. And this fun fact is I have never eaten or made a tuna casserole before. Oh. And I did that, it for wow. the first time. I did for the first time just because that was a recipe I pitched and they took it and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so did you purposely avoid tuna casserole or is it just something that you never got around to well, making? Well, people, you know, hot tuna just never really, I, I, you know, <laughs> can, you know, fresh tuna, but canned tuna heated up. I was like, I, I don't know, you know. And my dad. Okay, when you put it like that. (laughs) Isn't there anything else to eat? So, you know, I I, I did make it quite flavorful, I have to say. And um, I took the pictures and it was cold by the time I got to it. And I went, you know, when when I surprise myself with something, that is like a monumental day for me because, you know, I create dishes and I know what they're supposed to taste like in there. And I was going, yeah, this is good. This is really good. But when I eat something, I go, oh my God. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that was this moment. And, you know, it's probably from all the other things I put into it, too. You know, and it was really, really good tuna that I used. But, uh, you know, all of those yeah. other ingredients made up for the hot canned uh, tuna. Was, and of course, <laughs> cheese, you know, cheese always helps. Oh, yes. Cheese makes I, everything better. But, uh, yeah, no. So that was that was a fact. And I'm going to even put it in the blog post. I'm going to let you in a secret. I've never had or made one before. That is so funny. I love that. I love that you shared that. And now I'm never going to think of tuna casserole the same. Hot canned tuna. (laughs) Okay, well, you are actually here to talk about SEO. I know you've really dug into this. You were mentioning before we started recording that you had kind of a traffic dip at the later part of last year in 2021. And so you've really tried to hone in on what can get you more traffic. And you've found such great ways to do that. 
So do you just want to talk through that? I would love for you to share that little bit with everyone before we get started with SEO specifically. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was, um, you know, the pandemic, as crazy as the, the past two years have been, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, I think uh, traffic was off, uh, RPMs were low, you know, it was just not a good situation. And then all of a sudden, people realized that they could cook at home. And, you know, they had to because they couldn't go out. And as they were cooking at home, they were looking for recipes. So, you know, my traffic just blew up. I mean, it, it doubled, basically. And, um, you know, it was a great year. But now as normalcy comes back and, you know, I knew I wouldn't keep it all. It would have been unrealistic to think that I would. Uh, but I lost about 20 to 25 percent, somewhere in there, depending on the month. And that started in November. The dip. Well, actually, there was a. I think an update in Google that affected me a little, but you know, I don't know if it was so much because I have never been affected by any update before that, which is, you know, not bragging or anything, but you know, I, I have good people that I listen to and, you know, do as I'm, and Casey, Casey tells me things and I yeah. go, yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> do, do or do not. There is no, you yeah. know, but, uh, uh, but uh, so I don't really know if it was the update, and the fact that things were just returning to normal. So I had just had an audit with Casey and on his recommendations, one of the things that he mentioned to me was that since he started doing audits for me, my, um, my links my, my, uh, had not improved, you know, my um, links in to my blog and stuff that they were kind of stagnant. You know, I gained some, I lost some, I gained some, I lost some, but there was never any great improvement, uh, which wasn't helping me at all. Uh, you know, he says, you know, you need to get on more podcasts. And I went, well, well, I was on a couple. He goes, well, a couple's not enough. He goes, you know, you need to pretty much, you know, talk to anybody that's willing to talk to you at this point. Um, and, I, you know, I tried. There's a lot of free resources out there. And this is one of the things, you know, we're bringing back to. And, uh I started doing some research and I came across a company out of Denver called Kitcaster. And that's actually who scheduled this one with you for the second one. And um, they started getting me on a variety of different podcasts. And it's not only been fun, but it's broadening the scope of who's getting to listen to me. You know, I, I was on one called Make It Cute. And we talked beforehand. I go, well, this is somebody completely different you know it's a TikTok younger generation guy um, who you know he's talking to this old fogey about food blogging you know? <laughs> and we found we had common ground and the fact that we both love to travel we both love Paris and you know different things and then he goes you know I'm going to ask you what your best recipe is because I already know what it is he goes because everyone on TikTok talks about it as the gold standard I'm like Really? I said, tiramisu? He goes, exactly. And I'm just, I had no idea. <laughs> Wait, everyone on TikTok was talking about your tiramisu? Correct. My recipe as the gold standard Whoa. for tiramisu. Oh, my gosh. And, and this guy knew that about yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, and I never met him, never talked to him before this time. And he, when we were on a show, evidently, he, you know, he went in there and he says, yeah, he goes, yeah, they talk about you all over the place there. So I was like, wow, that's great. That's amazing. So you didn't even know it. You were a star and you didn't even yeah, know it. Knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, different types of shows. Uh, you know, that was one I would have never applied to, never thought to talk about. It wasn't really as food oriented as I thought, but it was a different venue. So think outside the box. 
because your readers, again, you know, I always told people when I was pushing Twitter for a long time, which was, you know, everyone wants to eat and everyone wants to travel. So talking about your food and your travels are good ways to get new followers. Absolutely. And podcast guesting is so easy. I feel like you show up, you bring your knowledge, you bring your value, and you don't have to do the editing. You don't have to do anything. The other person does oh, all yeah. the work. So you just show up and deliver your awesomeness and then spread your, um, you know, spread your connections. Yeah. You get to diversify who you know and all of that good stuff. So, you know, there, like I started to say, there's some free resources out there. And I had tried those. You know, I listed myself on and, and, and sent notices out and bupkis. You know, I got nothing. So uh, that's when I thought, well, let me find someone you know, uh, to market me because really, you know, that's, you know, as a blogger, we need someone to market us. You know, you know, sometimes I wish there was, I could find the right PR person to just to get me jobs, you know, take 25%. I don't care. You know, I, I had one person that was going to get me this exorbitant amount of money and they said, my rate's 20%. I says, you give me that, you can keep half. <laughs> and she says, no, no, 20% is fine. And, you know, never turned out to get me anything but at the rate she was quoting i was like oh hell i'll take half <laughs> um, but you know finding someone to market you and i think podcasts you know finding the right person and there's a bunch of them out there kitcaster was the one i went with because it talks about getting you on uh, the higher ranking blogs that are in the top you know 10 percent of all blogs that are listened to uh and that's something you have to, there's a thing called listen notes that'll let you know where your blog, what blogs, what uh, podcasts are rated at. And you can kind of check things out, you know, ahead of time. And even though they're listed as that doesn't always mean that they're still active. So has this helped your SEO, like on a bigger scope? It, you know, I don't know yet, but it's the backlinks, you know, and Kay, that's what Casey had mentioned about the backlinks. He says you need more backlinks, quality backlinks. So... He ref also referred me to Top Hat Rank, um, who you know he does that that webinar with uh, all on a regular basis uh, with Andrew and um, oh my god I'm trying to think of his name from Top Hat Rank uh, Arson. Arson Arson yeah and uh, you know so it was a natural tie and it's someone he trusts I I trust Casey with my blog you know he I never take him off as as someone that has access to it because. Every now and then I'll get an email that says, oh, I was looking at your blog. Uh, you had this wrong. I fixed it. You can change it back, but I wouldn't. And I'm like, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, it sounds good to me. Um, so he recommended Arson and Top Hat Rank. And, you know, it's a lot of money. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an investment. Uh, but at this stage of the game, too, it's also like I was losing money. So I needed to learn how to make it back. And, you know, the old adage you know, to make money, you have to spend money is true. Yeah. And it's it's a hard, you know, I always tell people, if you're using your income to put food on the table, it's a whole different strategy that you need to use. But if this is fun money, I mean, fun money, I bought a condo last year with it. Okay, fun money. Uh, you can spend more money to make more money. Yeah. You know, bad news this year was I went into a new tax bracket, you know, Good news is I found more expenses. <laughs> so, you know, but then my wife goes, so you, you, you hired all these people to get you more traffic so you make more money? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, does it? Okay. Okay. First of all, I feel like there are so many new SEO experts 
in our realm right now and they're popping up absolutely everywhere. People apply to be on this podcast all the time and I have a really hard time because I know a lot of people just like going to the people they know and like and trust. Like Casey, you mentioned, a lot of food bloggers love and trust him. So it's really hard to know which experts to listen to. Do you recommend finding your people and just sticking with them or kind of looking around in all um, kind of areas of the SEO world? Well, you know, I think it's important to diversify a little bit because, you know, God forbid something happened to Casey. You know, we would, you know, he loves his bacon and and his bourbon. bourbon, So (laughs) God forbid, you know, something happened to him. you know, you'd, you'd be looking for, you'd be sitting there going, well, what am I going to do now? Now I'm not saying to, to actively hire another person, but you know, it's good to just to look for other resources. First of all, you know, you, you, he tells you to do something, you do it. You know, so many times, you know, he tells me, he goes, you know, I go back and they haven't made any changes. Why did they bother hiring me? They wasted my time. They wasted their time. You know, so, you know, if he tells you, and, and I'm guilty to some degree, but I do try because I know he looks and, and I don't want to be, a be you know, taken to the woodshed or anything. Um, but finding other resources, and I think this is something Casey promotes too, is like, you know, look around, see what's going on. And, th- and that's how I, I came up with a few other resources. And I, again, think of them as resources, not as, you know, carved and stone tablets brought down from the mountain. Uh, we had Top Hat suggested a change. Casey didn't suggest that change. So it went into a roundtable discussion with Arson and Casey and uh, Andrew. And they finally decided that, yeah, well, Top Rank was right on this one. Top Hat. Okay. Um, because, you know, Andrew wrote back, he goes, I'm not too sure about this. We're going to talk about it for a while and get back to you. And then the consensus was, yes, this this was correct. We're going to make it. So, you know, it's it's your business. You need to decide what to do with it. And you don't just take as the word of gospel, you know, pretty much anything they tell you to do because it's got to make sense to you, too. So reading other things, looking around is always a good idea. And and point to case this morning, uh, there was an article uh, shared on Search Engine Journal about uh, people overusing the John Mueller. Okay, you know, Google, Mr. Google himself had said that people are overusing FAQs. And the blog posts are too long. And they kind of suggested that you create a, just a page of FAQs on another post or cut your blog post into two. And, you know, someone reading that would go, wow, this is Search Engine Journal. The guy must really know his stuff. You know, that's not always the case. So what are your thoughts on that? I've, I've never heard anything like that before. Well, that was new. This was just out today. So, oh, uh, so fresh I'm thoughts. I'm looking at it and I'm reading it uh, this morning and I look at it and I, I go, well, I wonder what this is. Let's look at the comments. There's 48 comments. Well, Casey Marquis chimed right in and said that, you know, this is the author kind of taking things out of context, which a lot of reporters tend to do these days. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no. In that area. <laughs> But, you know, he's talking about FAQs where people are putting 15 FAQs on a page. Okay? Too many. You know, you want three, 
to five tops. And that's what Casey had said. Uh, you're, and, and you want to make sure you're answering the question. So, so tennis, how do I know what questions to ask? Well, glad you asked that. Okay. You know, Google helps you when you go search something, it gives you questions that people are asking. So lots of times those are your FAQs right there. Yeah. It's really easy to find those. I mean, you don't have to look very far. No, I mean, generally you answer a lot of them in your blog post if you're doing a good blog post. But these are questions that maybe you're, what you're answering is maybe not what people that are looking for that post are asking. Because sometimes they're kind of strange. And, and you have to take some that don't really seem like they're a good fit, eliminate them. Or, or say, well, that's a good thought, but it wasn't written properly. Let's try this. Uh, and, you know, people are saying, well, are they important? Well, there's an area on Google Search Console for them now. So that kind of tells me they might be important or why would Google be looking for them. Tell me what you think of this strategy. So for existing blog posts, when I'm updating my old content, I've been going into Google Search Console and just looking at the queries for each URL and I have to sometimes scroll down kind of far, but I'll find those weird questions that you're talking about, like things that maybe aren't on Google, but it is specific to my content. Is that a good strategy for FAQs? I, I think absolutely. I think anywhere you can find what people are asking about your content specifically is good. Now, asking about your content specifically may not be the broader picture, though. So these are the people that are already kind of coming to you. They're getting to you from them. Good, Very good point, because other people might be thinking the same thing. But you also want to look at questions that maybe you hadn't considered that as an expert you can answer. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe doing a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Again, without getting wordy, you know, another point on that was that, you know, blogs are too long. You know, I, I have friends that say, oh, I wrote a 10,000 page or 10,000 word blog. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> read it. You know, not even your mother would sit down. No. Um <laughs> And it goes back to that, we don't want your life story, just give me the damn recipe kind of philosophy. So, you know, I think it's good to keep it a little human without, you know, going overboard. It is a balance, right? It's such a hard line to walk sometimes, but you got to find that line and you find, you have to find what works for you. I know some bloggers who write a lot of words and that's just Mm -hmm. kind of their standard and some who go more on the leaner side. So finding that balance for you. Do you have a template that you use for creating blog posts? I I do. And I kind of created it when I became a travel blogger because, you know, I, I'm not, you know, people always say, Oh, you're a writer or you're a, um, you know, you know, uh, you're a professional at this. No, I'm not. I'm a blogger. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give you the great American novel and by any stretch of the imagination. So when I started writing my travel posts, not really knowing what people wanted, I went through my pictures, you know, because, you know, pictures speaks a thousand words and I would post a picture and then I would start talking about that. And that would naturally lead me into the next picture. So once I discovered how, first of all, how easy it is to write a blog post that way, you know, secondly, I, I started applying that a little bit more to writing a food post. And the difference in this is was 
instead of just writing about the picture, I would ask a question first. So this is my kind of my template. And, and, and then that comes into play with the H2 tags, uh, you know, using them, you know, Kate, you know, you really don't need to go H3, H4, it just kind of gets messy when you do that. Keep to just H2, your H1 is your title, your H2 are all the other questions you ask. So, you know, one of my first questions that I ask after I introduce, you know, the, the whatever I'm making, uh, I'll say how, what ingredients do I need to make uh, tuna casserole? Right. So that leads me into my picture of it and my little spiel about, you know, gather the ingredients beforehand, how it helps you. And it really does. That's how I do that with everything I cook. And, you know, then I go into how do you make it if there's different components. And this is where you, you don't want to be repetitive or you don't want to overuse keywords or you want to use different keywords, which gets us into a whole other aspect of it. Because you don't want to keep using tuna casserole, tuna casserole, tuna casserole, tuna casserole, you know, it's because then it's it's over it's keyword stuffing. It's overusing them. You know, it's just redundant. So, you know, it's like, how did I how do I make a bechamel? You know, because that went into it. You know, uh, how you know what kind of cheese can I use? You know, questions like that, different different aspects of it. Or and, instead of tuna casserole, what kind of cheese can I use to make my casserole? You know, you still want to interested but you don't want to overuse the whole verbiage of it so you start asking questions you know supply your images uh you you know i do like either groups of four or groups of six depending on how many step-by-steps i had and one thing casey called me on was to me it made sense i was numbering from from top to bottom and then going over a column and going from top to bottom again and he said dennis people don't read that way you have to go left to right left i'm like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) it made sense to me (laughs) because well you're the only one it makes sense to. oh that's funny he called you out he's very honest (laughs) he he does uh and and, you know and i never take offense at anything because i know he's trying to help me um absolutely I, you know, I have people that will say, well, he can't talk to me that way. Go, yes, he can. You paid him to talk to you that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's uh, what you want, right? When you pay yeah. for something, you want complete honesty. At least that's sure. how I feel. Yeah. So, you know, again, that so that's kind of my format. And, and I go down the pictures. You know, you don't want to overuse images. You know, some people will put every step in a single picture. Well, it kind of drags it down. You know, I know it opens up ad space and you're going to make higher RPMs. You're, you're killing your reader. So you want to, you know, it's got to be good for both of you. And then there's a good mix between what's good for you and what's good for them. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I think most people understand that. But then highlighting, you know, the right pictures that you do want to share full frame and, you know, and get good shots of that are really showcasing what you do. Uh, the other, and that leads into the thing of, you know, uh, people are saying, you know, why aren't my pictures showing up? Well, they're the wrong size. You know, it's, you know, they're not 1200 pixels wide, you know. And Google still shows some of my older ones that aren't the right size. One of my speakers just went off because I said it's the magic name. <laughs> <laughs> they listen all the time. That's hilarious. Uh, they're always listening. They're always on. Um, but, you know, so I, I think being proactive, you know, mine were, and I found that also, I thought we had corrected it, but the setting in my blog wasn't correct and it wasn't showing full size images. So I was creating large images, 
but I hadn't set something up in, in the WordPress correctly, so was shrinking them down. So Andrew went in, fixed that, and everything's fine now. Of course, it doesn't retro retroactively go back and correct them, but everything moving forward, it corrects. I know that firsthand. I've been spending a lot of time going back and correcting that issue, and I have a lot of photos, so it's been an ordeal for me. Well, you know, talking about old posts, you need a plan. And you were talking about, you know, looking for, you know, queries and stuff down in the Google search console. Well, you know, I, I use Google Analytics to update my old posts. And, you know, granted, I don't have to do the top performing ones because I've been doing this for a while now. But I do go in some of them, like I batted FAQs to a lot of my top ranking posts. The whole trick there is not always asking Google to update it right away. So maybe it just happens naturally later, uh, you know, uh, unless it's a major change to it. Like, actually, my tiramisu dropped in rank on Google. So I did a, a refresh to it a little bit and um, asked them to recrawl it to see if I can move back up. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's a matter of using, you know, common sense when you're doing some of these. But, you know, have a plan like, you know, all right, add your FAQs in. Do you use the... Um, the image images across the bottom instead instead of eternal links. I think it's FSRI. I do sometimes. I kind of do both right now just to see what works better. What are your thoughts on that? You know, the other one was well, it's not so much that it's easier, but it was something I was used to doing. Um, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I, I like the pictures better than the links. Yeah, it looks because, nicer, doesn't it? Well, we're visual. If I see a link that says, you know, spaghetti and meatballs, I might just pass it by. But if I'm scrolling down and I see the picture of spaghetti and meatballs, I go, oh, hell, look at that. So does it do the same? I mean, I know Yoast always calls me out on not having internal links now. But but I do. So this leads you to another thing. You can't always believe what Yoast tells you. Right. Right. Because you have to think like the user, like you were saying, and if you are a user, you would think that you would be pulled in more by that visual than by a couple more words. <laughs> I think so. I think it's enhancing the user experience. So you're showing them what you have, what deliciousness you create. You know, so you're, you're giving them a glimpse at, at things. So I, I think it's helpful. I agree. So what else in your template? So you mentioned like recipe ingredients, step-by-step instructions, FAQ. Is there anything else? Uh, well, the, again, the FSRI pictures, but I also have, I have, I made a reusable block and it's my call to action. And in the call to action, it's, you know, you may follow me, you know, all the places you can follow me or subscribe, you know, with all the links. And then most importantly, you know, if you made this and like it, please leave a rating. And when I started doing that, it was amazing how many ratings and comments I got just because I asked. That's great because mine doesn't work. So how do you word yours? How do you magically get people to actually do this? Uh, you know, it, it's, it, I don't know. It wasn't rocket science. I think I probably copied it from somebody. <laughs> I'm going to look yours up and right I, now. I, I had uh, Andrew make me up a little template for it before, and it's, it's a little highlighted block. Uh, but it actually says, you know, it's um, it starts with the more more recipes you'll my call to action, more recipes you'll love. And sometimes I'll make it more salmon recipes or more chicken recipes or more desserts. And then there's a little block that's highlighted and says, did you make this? Please rate the recipe below. 
And then below that are all the subscribe and follow me's on it. And that's just inserted right above the recipe. That's like the last thing I put in. Yeah, it's very simple. Just two short sentences. So maybe that's your key. Just make it, I think mine might be too long. It's like three sentences, three lines. Yeah, you know, again, you know, people are little bit oriented and stuff and they you know again if they see it oh, i'm not reading all that you know? <laughs> you know, it's it's that kind of mentality it's like you know give them a little bite that's just like breaking up your paragraphs you know it's it's not only you don't break up your paragraphs only because you can get more ad placement you break up your paragraphs because that's how people think and read these days and and knowing you know not just keeping them plain but using some italicized text using some bold text you know to make it stand out a little when they're reading it especially on the phone because it's smaller so you know just little things that you know you think may may help them you know if you're an expert in something every now and then i'll throw in a chef dennis tip you know it's like if it's something um that that i think will is really like for me it's like common sense for other people it's like oh my god i didn't know that moment an aha moment um so if you can give them some aha moments you know that that's what you want to do you want to throw those in from time to time that's a great point right there giving people aha moments so you point out um your chef tips and not not every recipe or just when it seems natural when it seems natural sometimes if i've got a lot of headers in there already a lot of h2 tags I'll just italicize it, bold it, and throw a little asterisk on it. You know, and, th- and there's my tip right there. You know, and, and honestly, sometimes I feel uh, a little too, I don't want to call it arrogant or something, but I'm like, oh, this is my Chef Dennis tip for you. <laughs> uh, you know, I say that to my wife sometimes, and she wants to slap me. I'm going, uh, mm, Chef Dennis doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows Chef Dennis would not associate you with the word arrogant, so <laughs> I don't think you can. And I, I tell her, you know, I'm just kidding. She goes, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I just looked up your tiramisu and this was one of your, I mean, when did you start blogging? Uh, 2009. So this probably came out in 2010. Two, yeah, that's so crazy. So that's why you have almost 2000 comments mm-hmm. on this post. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to paginate those. I do believe that's the correct word for that. Well, I think that this looks amazing. So what makes your, just a little side note, what makes your tiramisu different than other recipes? I use Kahlua, which I now see a lot of people use. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Um, I see a lot of, a lot of almost exact re- copies of my recipe. Ah, uh, of course. Um, but I use Kahlua because you use coffee for the ladyfingers. So Kahlua is the natural flavor enhancer. It enhances the coffee. It gives it more depth. Um, the rest originally calls for Marsala. I, I, I would never sit around sipping Marsala. You know, it, it, it goes in chicken. It goes in mushroom sauces. It goes in, but, you know, in, in a dessert, no, nah, it's not, it's not my, my liquor of choice. You know, and people say, you know, you know, do I have to have alcohol in it? No, you don't. It's just a little added something else. But the Kahlua, the coffee-flavored liqueur, since I'm using coffee, seemed like, hmm, you know, this is this is what I want to use for it. And I think originally when I was taught 
uh, Marsala was what was put into it when way, way back in the day when I learned it. Um, but recreating it, you know, I don't think I, I had Marsala. I always had Marsala on hand. Who's kidding who? <laughs> 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 uh, I just think I, I lent towards Kahlua because I like Kahlua too. Oh, it's so good. So good alone and so good in other things. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there anything else bef- uh, with blog posts before we get on to, I want to ask you about how you do your keyword research, but I want to make sure we cover that first. Well, you know, I, I think it's just important, like I said, lay out a template. Uh, you'll find it goes much quicker. One of the things for me, and it might be, ju- it's just me or I don't know if it's everybody's, I hate doing recipes. I hate it. I, I don't like Like actually problem. writing out the recipe. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, same. It just annoys me. So the very first thing I do is complete the recipe. Okay. Because, Get the annoying thing out of the way first. Yeah, you know, you know, I always have the ingredients. You know, I write, I write the recipe. Uh, I print it out. I, I don't have the steps in there when I write it. I print it out, and then I go make it. And as I'm making it, you know, then I decide what I thought should go in there, maybe shouldn't go in there, or it didn't taste right, so I start it again and leave that out. Um, so, you know, it's a process then. And then I go back as it's fresh in my mind and write down the steps. But I also have step-by-step pictures. So if I forgot a step, I've got a picture of it to remind me. Do you ever have people call you out? I've had this happen a few times over the years where people will say, you have something in one of your photos that either is or isn't in like they compare, which is great. I think it's great that they're paying attention. But then I'm like, oh, no. So I have to go figure out like, did I put it in? Did I not? Was it just this version? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, too many times. Because again, I, I hate writing the recipes. I need to get a proofreader or someone, but, you know, again, to, to see that, hey, this is up here, but it's not up here. And it goes, yeah, you added. Now, a lot of times when I write out the step-by-steps, like I'll put my four pictures up of the process, I will include it in that. But it goes, you have it up in the blog post, but it's not in the recipe. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> And you can only go, oh, my recipe plugin's not working today. <laughs> uh, so many times, like the dog ate my homework kind of thing, you know. Um uh, so I was like, yeah, thank you so much for pointing that out to me. Uh, it was my, you know, I, I missed that. Thank you. Uh, that's usually what I do and say, yes, it does belong in there. Um, another good thing. Well, I just found a new videographer and English isn't their first language. And, uh, the videos are freaking amazing. Best quality I've ever seen. Um, uh, but if I didn't write the recipe, right. Guess what? They they're not going to fix it because they don't they they're writing it as I so I had that happen on a couple so good thing bad thing bad thing I got to go in and make sure that the recipes I'm giving them to recreate are right good thing I'm making sure they're right so when my readers make them they're not questioning things so you know sometimes we write things in a hurry or we write things and you know I, I leave words out all the time and grammar really catches them thankfully. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of it's an honest mistake. It's not something you did on purpose, but you got a lot on your plate, you know, and, and if, if that's not your number one priority of writing the recipe, which it probably should be, um, you're going to miss things. Yeah. We're just human, right? Just humans. Yeah. And, you know, posts. every now and then I'll take, 
the picture of the ingredients and make it and go, I left something out. So the old uh, something ingredient not pictured. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the perfect way to do that. Just that takes care of it. You don't even have to say anything else. Yep. When I made the tuna casserole, I had the grated Romano cheese and with the whole blend. And then later I said, no, that should go in the sauce. So I put pictured in the above, you know, not used in this, you know, again, you know, you can't assume just because oh, I would understand that if I read it, that other people that are reading it would. Right, exactly. But you never know. <laughs> like Casey says, explain it like you're retelling a six-year-old or a drunk. Uh, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Got to think along those lines for sure. So I'm curious about your keyword research. You mentioned Rank IQ, which I'm I'm so in love with Rank IQ right now. It's working. It is working, so I'm sticking with it. But what else do you use to determine your keywords? Well, you know, I, I uh, had a friend recommend... Well, for, for keywords, I think Rank IQ is probably one of the best. But then sometimes in the frequently asked questions, you might see a keyword that you weren't thinking of. But, you know, Rank IQ covers a lot. I, I think that is the new the gold standard right now. Now, do you use their pre-written ones or do you put your own in? Um, what do you mean by pre-written? Well, they're pre, like they have a list of oh. Of, Right. So yeah, their database, I just use that right now. Do you? I, I've, I, I, it takes too long. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't write. So I just put my title in and hope. Oh, for the best. I see what you're saying. So you use the keyword, but then you kind of shift it a little bit. I know like if they had a keyword for it, I don't necessarily use their already rewritten version of it. I will put my blog post title of what whatever I created, whatever I'm making, whatever my keyword is or my long tail keyword is. And do you run it through the optimizer that way? Oh, it's it? much work. Yeah. That, okay. That's like, to, you know, take the blog post and put it in there. No, because that'll change how I write. And that'll, you know, like most of the time Yoast tells me that my, my readability is not good. Okay. But, that's how I write and that's how I've been writing and that's how why people follow me. I don't want to be a cookie cutter blog. If I was doing another blog and all I, all I was doing was passing, assimilating information and passing it, you know, then that would be fine. But I want to keep my humanity in it. Like I have photographers that work for me and all I want is their raw images because I want to put my, my eyes stamp. on how it should look. Yeah. No, I understand that. So I, I rarely run existing blog posts through the optimizer because of that. But I do start writing new content. And I put it through there. And somehow, maybe it's just a mental thing for me, but it works that way because I write it, put it in the optimizer written, and then I shift things or I change things according to like, you know, suggested words. And I only do it if it's authentic. I don't, I don't keyword stuff. I don't put things in that don't make sense to me. And I don't always get that top grade, but at least I try to tweak it a little yeah. bit, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think, again, you use what works for you. You use what you're comfortable with. You know, these, these are suggestions. They're very good suggestions. But again, and at the end of the day, they're suggestions because it's your business. And sometimes what other people do isn't necessarily 
what you want to do or what will set you apart. And, and you know, and again, I'm not trying to, to take over the world, you know, in, the, in a blog some, you know, place be number one in everything or, or overtake the food network or, you know, some of these all recipes, you know, that's impossible. But I want people to come to me for authenticity, for how I write and for what I give them. So that, that kind of leaves, you know, I, I use them to the extent of, I, I want more people. I want to have the opportunity of more people seeing my posts. So the keywords make that part of it really important. And, and again, you know, that's, that's a good starting point. Now, speaking of which, I found a new tool. Ah, let's hear it. Okay, it's called Reconolist. And it's uh, a nerdy <laughs> Excel spreadsheet lady that loves what she does, hates being on camera. Uh, but I, and I just got my report back and what it does is it goes through all of your blog posts and it prioritizes which are your top blog posts that really don't need any work, but just need, they want you to, um, social share them that really need to be socially shared. And then it lists the other blog. It finds blog posts that you could rank for. If you did a little work to them. Oh, okay. Can you spell that? Because I can't find it. Sure. It's R-E-C-O-N-O, Ricano, list, L-I-S-T. That sounds very similar to, is that like Clarity? Possibly. I don't, I've never used Clarity. Okay. That's like a kind of a content management um, tool that integrates into your WordPress dashboard? Well, this doesn't integrate. This this is a, um, and, and you get a whole teachable um, set of lessons. Uh, I'm, 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 up to, uh, I'm up to the third block of lessons, which she says you don't touch your, my list, can, you know, again, I have priorities and I sit here and watch it when I can. Um, I'm through my third list of how to's and what for's and, you know, some of them are cutesy, some of them didn't really apply and I'd fast forward through them. Um, but for the most part, they're, te- they're all teachable moments where when she does send the report, and I did look at my report, and it's broken down to one through seven uh, lists of priorities. And like number one is you don't touch, but you socially share it. Number two, and then she even tells you which ones, what part, if they're 3.4s, don't touch them, just do this to them. Um, so you go through, and again, I have not finished the course, but you know, I'm working my way through it, but I got the report and like anybody who got the report, I'm going to open it up and look at it and, and see all the cool things. So it, it does tell you what keywords you're ranking for in each post. Uh, you can shift things because she is a Excel nerd. She shows you how to manipulate an Excel spreadsheet so you can look at each thing the way you like, which, you know, rank the keywords that you're ranking for from the highest amount to the lowest amount, uh, which ones are. And then one of your sets of blog posts is ones that, well, you could work on these, but the return isn't going to be as great. So it's it's like 20% of your blog posts return 80% of your income. So the philosophy is let me find another 20% of your blog posts that'll earn 80% of your income. So that means you're going to be getting like 160% of your income. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if that's new math or not. But. 
That sounds good to me. I know, to me. So <laughs> I, I spent the money and bought it uh, again because I needed an expense and because, you know, that way I might make more money and need more expenses. So, um, yeah. Well, that's great. I still like, I don't know the spelling isn't working, but I can't find that. Maybe we can. Um, I can definitely give. I'll get a link from um, you for, for the show notes, but I don't know if I'm just, my brain is oh, working I'm sorry. today or it's something. It's recon a list. Ah, okay. Oh, and a L-I-S-T. And it's actually reconnolis.teachable.com. Ah, perfect. I'm glad I asked. Yes. I'm glad okay. you did too because Johnny can't spell. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's with, great. Uh, with filling things in, you know, I hate though when I try to spell a word and Google has no idea what it is. Yeah, you're like, come on, read my mind, Google. Why aren't you doing that? No, it's like, that's how badly I spelled it. This is great. What a great resource. I'm sure some people will check this out. Actually, another blogger friend says she had done work with her and um, said, yeah, she took her course and, and decided to try it out. And, and you know, it, again, it's, it's not a, that's not as much as a Casey audit, uh, but it's a way, if you can improve 20% of your blog post to get them. To, can you imagine? No, I can't. That's a lot of my blog posts. That would be amazing. So, yeah, even if you got 5% of them to rank, that's still a lot, you know, in, in, in terms of what you got. So, you know, it, it's like if, if you're if you nerd out on this stuff, you are going to be drooling uh, because she provides a really a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information. Oh, gosh, I'm tempted. I'm looking at this. It's really, really easily usable, actionable. Uh, and also, guess what she tells you? What months you should promote <gasps> it. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. She tells you what months. Because Evidently, they go back. I don't know how she does this, but uh, figure it out what months is when it hits properly. So you want to do it two months beforehand. Uh, you break down, you know, you click on this little part of it, and it drops it down to show you which of your number ones, which of your number twos, so you can eliminate those, and you work on your number threes. You know, if it's overwhelming because you have 47 blog posts this month, she says, well, do this and do this, and now you've got six. These are the six you really should work on. Wow. Okay. That is so awesome. I'm really glad you mentioned that. I'm going to put that on my middle yeah. burner. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's what I thought. You know, this is something, if it worked, it would be wonderful. If it didn't, well, it might give me, you know, when I used to go to travel conferences or other conferences, I said, you know, if I came away with one yes. really actionable thing. It was worth it. If I came home three, it was bonus oh. time. So if you can improve something, it's well worth the expenditure. I also dived back into Pinterest because Pinterest has been. Oh, you did. Okay. Let's hear about that. How's that going? Um, just started. You know, and you know, with Pinterest, you can't expect overnight results. Uh, but I, but I hired a new Pinterest person and, um, and we'll see where that goes. But word on the street is that Pinterest is starting to drive traffic again. Okay. And are you doing idea pins, static pins, video? Uh, she is doing idea pins and static pins. Um, there was an option for live pins or uh, schedule pins. And I questioned that and said, well, you know, we've done both and there really is no difference. Um, live pins just take more time, uh, really isn't showing any greater return. 
So, um, so you know, at that point, uh, you know, go with the static. Uh, so we're just starting. It's beginning. One thing I liked about it was they didn't charge me. They had been working on it for three or four days before they finally sent me a bill. And that was Pinfluence. So I'm, I know they've been around. It's new to me, but I'm sure other people have heard it. Um, I have a... Uh, an account manager that works with me, you know, so if I have questions, I have a place to go. Uh, again, resources, you know, and, and again, you know, it's, it's baby steps. You know, I, it's not like this month I added everything. I've added a lot over the past probably four months because I could, you know, because I'm making enough money. Uh, so I, I don't want people to be overwhelmed and think they should. Uh, I'm also trying to get it to a growth point where I don't have to do as much too. And if you can hand things off, if you can afford it and hand things off and you can just write content, you know, that's really the sweet spot you want to be at. Oh yes. I think that is everyone's ideal <laughs> scenario. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, you know, I love my old posts, but if I can get someone else to take the pictures of them and they're decent, you know, I can I can add all the step by steps in and then that gives me incentive to rewrite the post a little and hopefully get it to rank. Yeah, that is true. So I just started dabbling in that. I've never hired someone else to take photos on my site until recently because I just don't want to do it anymore. I know there was like those glory days when it was like, oh, I want to get better photos and I'm just not there. I'm that ship has sailed away. So I it's a lot, right? It's a difficult proposition to find someone that you're comfortable with that kind of gives you the look. It's not going to be yours. Like I look at their pictures and, and like staging. Oh, it's so much better than me because I don't <laughs> yeah, stage. Same. <laughs> Somebody at one time and they wanted me to do a tablescape and I wrote back says, have you ever seen Chef Dennis do any tablescapes? <laughs> Seriously? Or what is a tablescape? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like really? Have you looked at my blog? Uh, I use white plates, yes. <laughs> but they put napkins in and tools and I go, Hey, it looks really nice, you know? So, um, but sometimes, you know, everybody wants to use electronic light. I hate that. Hate it. And it's difficult to find someone that can use it properly. Um, and, and that's where I struggle. I mean, I've, I've just hired two new photographers on test basis and again you know some of them i wrote back says you know i'm sorry i can't use you and i you know, they you have to pay them up front uh, and it's like I, I can't even use these images they're, they're oh, that bad well that's not good you know, i've only had to do that twice yeah but you definitely want it to incorporate into your brand that's the point yeah yeah again yeah so finding the right person isn't always easy and sometimes finding the right person means that they're going to cost twice as much. And that's, again, something you have to take into account. You have to, you know, come to terms with. Because, you know, I, I tell people, people write me, says, uh, we want you to post this. I said, well, this is my price. And they go, oh, no, we only want to pay you this. And I says, well, you know, have fun. Good luck. You know what I want? That's, yeah, you have to stick to your price. That's That's not cool for someone to say, well, you're not worth that, but I'll give you this. 
Yeah. I, oh, I, I yelled at someone the other day. I, it, was, it was not the other day. It was after I had I'd been off my knee surgery. And I was in a little bit of pain. I was yeah. in a good mood. And I told him what the price was. And he says, I'd like to talk to you about it. And I says, okay, great. He says, well, we don't want to pay you. We just want to give you this. I says, I told you what the price is. You just wasted my time. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, and I think I ripped him a little. And my wife says, what happened? I says, oh. I says, I'm a little bit of pain. That's all right. <laughs> but, you know, you can only hear that so many times. We're like, why are you wasting my time? Absolutely. That is but, not okay. Not okay. But in terms of paying others now, so when she says, you know, it's $300 or $350 for the reshoot, I got to go, well, if it's worth it, you know, that's what you get. Because this is what I get. So how can I tell you you're not worth that? Mm, you know, kind of. Pay, pay them what they deserve. Absolutely. Kind of yep. You were saying this earlier that when you hi- when you find someone who takes great images for you, it's kind of a like a little nudge to update those old posts. And that's my strategy is that if I wait for myself to get around to taking the photos, it's not going to happen anytime soon. But if someone else is delivering brand new photos to me, then I'm going to go in and update my old content. I, I have probably 10 sets of images that I haven't gotten to yet. So, you know, if, if, you know, I'm going to have back surgery. So if I have back surgery and I can't do anything, I can sit here and do my images and I have posts that I can rewrite and redo. But yeah, that is definitely number one, because like when, when I was doing posts before and I had maybe three pictures in there of all finished images, there wasn't a lot of text. There was no H H2 tags. Uh, there was no call to action. There was no uh, questions being answered, no f- FAQs. There was so, again, I go back to my philosophy of the template, you know, and how I learned to write according to the picture from being a travel blogger. So I know how I start it. You know, you kind of give them a little bit, this is what I'm making, yada, yada, yada. Uh, picture of the food, another little quip about the food, and then what do I use? And then I just start the template. So it goes pretty quick. And number one, the recipe's already done. So the hard part for me is done. You know, uh, I've gone in a couple times and, and like uh, adjusted the recipe a little bit based on how I know I have made it since, you know, it's something that's an old post that's not ranking. It's ugly as hell. It's short. You know, and I have a couple that are ranking that are ugly as hell and short. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got to fix them. There's, there's money in the bank sitting to be made with these posts if I make them longer. Exactly. That's the thing is that when things sit kind of uh, in either in draft or on your computer, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have to get these out. This is money, right? Money in the bank. And and again, think of that in terms of when you hire a photographer, you know, is if they want $300 and your RPM is $30, that means you have to get, what, uh, 10,000 sessions to pay for that, 10,000 clicks through. So if you can rank, that's not a lot. I like how you translated that to math. I would never have been able to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, if your RPMs are higher, mine are higher, but, you know, if they're higher, then you make it up faster. And it's the same thing with Top Hat Rank. Okay, they're, they get you, um, they tell you what keywords you should add. Like I had fried shrimp, and they said you have to put the word crispy in there a few times. You know, you have to put this word in here a couple times. They looked at my one thing they told me that conflicted a little with Casey was is the um, 
the SEO title and your blog title don't need to be the same. See, now Casey swears they do, but they said "Mm, they should, but they can be off of what changed a word, like instead of, uh, you know, authentic or uh, easy. They had me put put easy in my term. I said, well, it is easy, but, you know, I never thought of it in those terms because people are looking for easy, you know, Uh, just like I added a new section to my blog with 30-minute meals because, you know, Half of them are, but I never thought of telling people that they were. Yeah, so it's a matter of, you know, finding a process. And if you if you look at it all at once, you're going to go, oh, my God, just give me that alcohol quick. I can't deal with this. So it's the old, <laughs> how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, take a deep breath and f- pick something. Like I always tell people before, when you're updating posts, do five at a time. You know, you don't have to do all of one time five, but, you know, so let's do these five. Let's get them done. And that's where I kind of use Google Analytics to see what was ranking. And, you know, the real smart thing to do was see what was ranking. So in uh, like if I'm what, what this month, so let's, let's see what was ranking in May last year. And then let's fix those posts. Five here, five here, five here. So when May rolls around in that time, and that's part of what Reconalyst gives you too, is it tells you, you know, when to fix those posts. So you don't have to worry about the whole elephant. You only have to nibble at its leg a little bit, you know. Oh, I like that. Because it is overwhelming being a food blogger and yeah. we feel like we have to do it all immediately. So just having that permission to do yeah. little chunks here and there is it's like so good. Paint painting a bridge we get to one end and we got to start again exactly it never ends and you have to go in with that mindset knowing that is it will never end this is never end process that goes on forever and ever and ever yes (laughs) but the checks still keep coming yes exactly great great. we'll be gumming our food and fashion when we get older (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you're so funny (laughs) high end depends for me you know Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I feel like there's so much here. I need to follow up with you on your Pinterest because I want to hear how that goes for you. Absolutely. So I might be sending you an email in a few weeks or oh, months. Do. You know, and, and again, the last thing I want to talk about, and I think we talked about it before, was your email list. Okay. Uh, I remember going to a conference. Oh, it's probably been about five or six years ago. And the guy I was speaking was talking about creating raving fans. How important it was to have 100 raving fans because you can have 1 million followers, but 100 raving fans will do more for your brand than having 1 million followers. So your email list is kind of an opportunity to create maybe not raving fans, but really steady fans, people that appreciate you and really enjoy what you do. So finding a way to get that message across, and I have an amazing email person, and I was actually going to see about if you'd like to have her on your show one time. Oh, yes. Uh, She has done, like I said, I'm with her help and with her guidance. And again, it's a two-way street. It's communication. She'll send something. The email this week was, uh, are you feeling lucky? And I'm like, what? How about everybody's, and usually she's on the money. I said, but this is, how about everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day and said, are you feeling lucky? Because I, I, I don't know if I get that. I might, that, that email might go to spam instead. 
That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That might go to the wrong spot. Right. Uh, but she has set, you know, the drip campaigns up. Now we've got a new thing. Uh, you know, I, I'm done with people that don't open my emails. I'm done with people that open them but never click through. I want raving fans. I want people that actually make my recipes that are going to leave me comments that are going to make it. And they're going to, because once they make something, they're going to go back and make something else because it works. You know, they never, it's, it's never just a one for that was really good. Let's see what else he has. I, I get this. I have a couple that write to me every week and says, I'm making this this week. I'm making this this week. Oh, I made that last week. It was wonderful. Or have you ever made it in an air fryer? I said, no, Chef Dennis doesn't use an air fryer. <laughs> I tried. I really, really, really wanted to like it. I really did. Just you my, tried. You gave it a shot. Not my wheelhouse. It stunk yeah, up the house. Okay. Oh. <laughs> It was like, oh, my God, you know, stuff was delicious, but this, you know, no, let's just use the oven. Um, but anyway, you know, but she'll tell me I made your roast rack of pork. And I said, but how did you do it? Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> Write it down next time. <laughs> Include it in my recipe. Oh, for sure. That's great. You know, and again, that's when we talk about updating, you know, you may not necessarily have made it in an Instapot or an air fryer, but a lot of it is just common sense when you give instructions, you know, you kind of know, you know, how long or what it should be like. Uh, and, and I basically, I used it just so I get familiar with it and would understand how it worked and how things could be made in it. Uh, same thing with an Instapot. I did that. And then I sold the Instapot. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh my gosh. The way I was like, I don't want this thing. <laughs> but you know, if you like it, that's fine. Yes. Right. It's like sous vide. I, I never got into that. It's like, but if you like it. Embrace it, right? Embrace it. Yeah. Use it. Run with it. So you recommend people go through their email lists and just do a cleanup so they get higher open rates and engagement and all of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, those are the people. Why spend money? You know, again, I used to think of having all these things in my blog, uh, you know, my Instagram pictures, my Facebook, Twitter things and different stuff. It was junk. It was, you know, just like when we used to have those big pictures across the top of our blog that moved, you know, uh, uh, it was awful. For, I remember for, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody had them, but it was terrible. The first thing Casey did was turn that off right away. <laughs> right. Yes, master. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it, I, I call them ego things. You know, it's really not doing anything for anybody but you when you look at it and you go, oh, aren't I a good photographer? Look at that. Oh, look at all the followers I have. Oh, yeah. Worship me. Worship me. It's so yeah. indulgent, but it's, yeah. it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I think I had, I hyperventilated the first time I looked at my post, uh, my blog on, uh, on my phone and went, oh my God, what is that? What is that? And I went in and just stripped it bare except for what I need. So it's same thing with an email list. You know, get the people that are actually doing you good so you don't have to pay for the ones that aren't. Ooh, that's good right there. Now, once you've stripped it down, let's start a campaign. Okay, Facebook is a great place to start a campaign for followers. I ran a, a heavy-duty over-the-top one uh, November, December, and January, and then I turned it down. And, and, um, 
turn, you know, uh, cut the costs on it and brought it back down to a reasonable level. But I was running a really high level, spending a lot of money. And out of the, I was getting, whew, I was getting 150, 200 subscribers a day. Ooh, wow. Only problem was uh, most of them, you know, didn't really engage. So out of that, I think I kept about 20%. But still, that was a good 20% because they're turned into readers. They turned into people that are opening and clicking. Okay. So, you know, I, I've got, I think, my best open rate was 67%. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I cut it down. Like, I'm down to 9,000 subscribers now, which people will look at this. That's all you have, and they'll laugh at you. But if... 5,000 of those people every week are opening your email. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Yeah, you can't argue with that. And I've been keeping track and I see how it increased and almost doubled since I started the campaign on Facebook. So that tells me that it was money worth spent because I went from having 3,000 openings, opens, to 5,000, almost 6,000 opens. Wow, that's great. I feel like there are all these little subtopics, Dennis, that you're so knowledgeable in that we could like separate out and do more interviews. What would be a main takeaway if you had to give one thing? If, if I had to, if, I, if you could only do one thing, I think with what I've seen so far, I would say go with Reconalist for now. Okay. If if you could only do if you can't afford that much money, I would say work on your email list because she's a bargain. <laughs> you know, she writes them every week and does maintenance. And Lauren Grow, she's just amazing. Um, but uh, that would be the least expensive. But if you really want to see some growth, I think I think Reconalist might be just from first glance. And when you see that growth. You know, if you haven't had a Casey audit, do a Casey audit. But once you start making money, then, you know, have fun with some of it, but then put it back into the business. Put it back into the business because that's going to come back. You know, spend money to make money. So then once you've seen some growth and you're making some money, then buy the next service. Okay. And once that grows, because theoretically, Top Hat Rank should pay for itself within about three months. And we're just coming to that range right now. Theoretically, if it does, wonderful. If it doesn't, well, then it was a nice experiment. Right. And see, looking at it, at it like that, like if it doesn't work, fine. But you learn from it and you're growing through it. So that's great. I'm going to follow up with you on a couple things. So expect an email from me because you've piqued my interest with a few of the topics we've talked about. But thank you so much for your time, Chef Dennis. This was so fun. I feel like I could talk to you all day. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I have a good time. My wife says you love doing these because you get to talk about yourself for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, Okay. Do you have any words of inspiration or a favorite quote to end on today? I think one of the one of the first things and it goes back to when I was in high school that you have to think of. um, It was my wrestling coach who gave me this and was if you think you're beaten, you are. Okay. if you think you dare not, you don't. Okay, yeah, and that's kind of how you have to approach things. You know, if you don't do it, you're going to fail 100. percent You know, if you do do it, you might fail, but you have a chance of not failing. Oh, so you know, 
don't go into that thinking that it's not going to work or that it, that you're beaten. You know, be positive. And if it doesn't work, like I used to, when I first started learning to make desserts, I would make them alone, no one else in the restaurant. And if it didn't work, it never happened. <laughs> No one has to know that. Right. <laughs> That's the great right. thing about blogging. You're in your yeah. kitchen alone. Nobody has to know. Yeah. So, you know, try it. If it doesn't work, don't be discouraged. Try something else because the people that try succeed. The people that never try fail. Never succeed, ever, because never you're never succeed. trying. You're never trying, right? Oh, That's it. That is beautiful. And I love that you're ending that way. I think that's like a should be a subtitle to food blogging. <laughs> you just got to yeah. put yourself out there. Oh, thank that's you it. so much, Dennis. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I will put some show notes together for you, by the way. If anyone wants to go look at all of the things we've talked about, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash ask chef Dennis two, since this is your second time here. And why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media, Dennis? That's it. Yeah. I am askchefdennis.com. And you can find me on just about every social, including TikTok, that I think I'm up to three posts now, but as Ask Chef Dennis. So I'm LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, pretty much everywhere there's meant to be. Great. Well, thanks again for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.